that's literally what we try to provide is just to allow people to do other things so they're not staring at this stuff and worrying about this stuff uh, all day long. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement. I'm Ben George. He's Ryan Ledden, President and Financial Coach at Black Oak Asset Management. Ryan, we talk a lot about baseball on this show. You being a former uh, professional baseball player, that's usually kind of the angle we go when we make the sports analogies. But today we're going to talk about uh, financial planning uh, with a little bit of football spin to it. The financial red zone, we like to call it. We're going to talk about that today and, and why it's so important and, and why you don't want to fumble your retirement when we get there. And It's a good time for you right now, right? As a Georgia fan and when this show comes out, we're leading into the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of football top of mind for, for you and your clients, right? Yeah, that you're you're exactly right. Yeah, usually it's baseball on the show, but uh, after we uh, experienced what we did in Indianapolis, so yes, it was uh, an awesome game to to watch the national championship in person. And like we we're talking about uh, before the show, um, I mean, it's we we felt like what it was to be an Alabama fan just for <laughs> a little bit, even though we still haven't come anywhere close to the dynasty that you guys have had, but at least for one snapshot of a year, it's like, Oh wow, this is what it feels like every year. This is awesome. Um, but in, in the hotel, I mean, the Bama fans, they were, they were awesome. They were gracious. Just like you were like, you know, genuinely like, I'm happy for you guys. Like you guys every year, you know, are kind of talked about and, and, and discussed in the, in the discussion. And it just hasn't happened, uh, mm-hmm. just for, for whatever reason. And you see, you really appreciate how good Alabama is because it's just so difficult to to do it and all the breaks that have to happen. Obviously, you got to be a great team, but the little breaks that have to happen, whether it's you stay healthy, the other team get hurt, mm-hmm. which obviously a lot of Alabama players did, and making plays. And anyway, it's just so many different things that, that have to happen. But yes, it's been a long time coming. I was three uh, the last time we won. So Really don't remember that very much. <laughs> I vaguely remember some Herschel Walker highlights when I was a little kid, but now we can at least like Herschel's a great dude, awesome, awesome running back, but we can kind of put that to put that one to bed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you got a chance to go with your father too. I bet that was a pretty special experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Went with my dad. Uh, so we got two tickets, a friend of ours um, who who did get tickets for us. So we're super appreciative of, of him getting us tickets. And so it was me and then somebody else. So obviously asked uh, asked my wife first and from a logistics standpoint with with young kids it's a nightmare uh for, for both <laughs> parents to leave like that and mm-hmm. she was working anyway. So then it's like okay, what kid do I pick? Um you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to just decide one or the other and I started thinking, oh, maybe we should do a competition. I'm like, no, 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 just make this easy. Let's take, you know, ask my dad to go. Um kind of a bucket list thing for he and I to enjoy together because growing up he took us always to to University of Georgia football games, so it was a little bit of a kind of a, a payback, if you will. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's it's funny, and I don't know if we even talked about it, but I went to Alabama, so Ryan's referencing that, um, and I went to the game as well. We didn't mm-hmm. know we were both there together, but uh, <laughs> you talk, you're talking about that, but I, I walked out of the door on Sunday to make the trip up, and my daughter, two-year-old daughter, had thrown up twice that day, and... <sighs> Literally like three, like two hours before I was set to leave, she threw up again. Like it was in the morning. So I was like, ah, maybe something, you know, she ate something all day fine. And then two hours before I'm set to leave, she throws up again. And I was like, well, uh, 
sorry, gotta go. And like I felt like that's all I was like, just worried about. Like, please don't let it be bad. And then she ended up throwing up like all night too. So my wife was oh, like, like doing laundry no. and stuff all night while I was up at the game. But uh, you know, that's that's part of the sacrifice of marriage, right? And I'll make yep. it, I'll make it up to her. So that's right. You got a lot of IOUs. But it's always crazy how the timing is, right? It always works out like that, where kids like yep. always the worst time possible. But we got. And that's all I kept thinking about was me and my dad like either coming down with COVID or something. I'm like, oh, oh. gosh, please, 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 please. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want exactly. to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, congratulations again to you. And uh, I know you. we have some Georgia fans that listen to the podcast as well. So congratulations to you. But we're going to put this fight, this uh, football spin on the show today. And again, we're going to put everything up at, uh, online at blackoakam.com. That's where you will find all of the resources that Ryan offers, uh, plus all the podcast episodes we've done. And, and Ryan, this is number 50, too, by the way. So another little my, milestone episode. Crazy. I didn't really realize that. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And we've uh, we've talked a lot um, over these first 50 episodes, so make sure you go back through them. And then again, if you want to schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online, you can do that as well at blackoakam.com. So today's conversation, the financial red zone, and we know in football, the red zone is so important. It was huge in that national championship game as Alabama <laughs> couldn't score in the red zone. But you want to execute, right? You want to make sure that you do everything right and don't make mistakes in that red zone and take full advantage of your opportunities. And it's very similar with financial planning as well. When you get to that crucial time in your life, you want to make sure you're not messing things up. So we're going to talk about this, why it's important to some things that you need to consider, mistakes you don't want to make. Um, so let's just define it first, Ryan. The financial red zone, what would you consider the, that financial red zone? Yeah, so and it's funny that my son recently, he, he plays football, he's played for, for three years, and he he constantly asks, he sees it, you know, when we're watching NFL or college games, he'll see at the bottom corner, you know, they do get in the red zone. He's like, what's the red zone? And you just kind of like very assumptive, like, well, you, you don't know what the red zone is, yeah. but <laughs> why would they, if they never really talk about it? Uh, but yeah, the red zone, obviously in football. So I tell Lucas all the time, okay, that's when you get to the 20 yard line or in that's, it's crucial that it's the red zone. We got to make sure we're scoring touchdowns, at least get some points, but score a touchdown if you can, and definitely don't turn the ball over. Well, obviously, all those references have to do with what we're talking about today, the financial red zone. So the financial red zone is going to be uh, those kind of five to 10 years uh, before you retire and five to 10 years after you retire. So super, super crucial. Obviously, the whole runway is is crucial as far as when you start saving and the longevity and uh, compounding interest and investing early, all that kind of stuff. But it's really crucial five, 10 years before, five or 10 years after. So I, I usually tell clients, and that's kind of our niche is that pre-retiree. Uh, that's kind of what my designation is in, is to get people ready and aware of when they actually can, when it's feasible to actually do that. So obviously everybody wants a good rate of return. I get that. That's again, that word assumptive that people just, that's what you want to get. Uh, when the market goes up, you want to capture those returns, but the savings rate is the most important and putting that into overdrive of saving is, is crucial. And it can move that needle several years, either, uh, earlier than you expected or possibly, uh, possibly later. But the savings rate is, is, is crucial because you may have, and everybody's life situation is different. Kids, you know, th this day and age, a lot of parents are having kids later. So you you may have kids that you're, you know, still running through college. And, and so it's harder to save. But most people, as they get closer to that end of potential retirement is they don't have as many bills, if you will. Their kids are off the payroll and they don't have those huge expenses anymore. 
maybe their house is close to being paid off or is paid off. I know that's kind of the pie in the sky ideal scenario that you have your house paid off in retirement, which is what we shoot for. And some people even do it beforehand. So you have this expendable income that you can save. And if you save substantially, it can really it can really move that needle of maybe even retiring sooner uh, than you think. But getting a plan and, and knowing what that looks like, getting all your income sources, what does Social Security look like? If you're retiring early, um, you know, you can't claim Social Security before 62. And then what are you going to do for health insurance? So there's a lot of nuances there, you know, it, or your retirement account is all your money in retirement accounts and you can't get to them till 59 and a half, uh, potentially, depending on what type of account it is. So do we have that bridge account? Do we have that account that we can pull from to create income? Do we have passive income from real estate? So getting that all laid out on an income plan. And then afterwards, once you start is, is having a plan for what that income looks like once you actually do pull the trigger on retiring. And sometimes it's not a, a nest egg thing. Sometimes it's just mentally knowing what you want to do in retirement. So some people just don't know and they may be bored to death. And so mentally uh, being prepared for uh, retirement is just as important as as financially goes. So that that five or ten years after is is huge because you could have a market correction. I mean, that's one of the things that really chops people's legs out from underneath them in retirement is having a huge market pullback right when you retire, and it it really puts a, a kink in things when it comes to your financial plan. So having a plan for that, maybe you have cash sitting on the sidelines, maybe you have extra savings just sitting there in case there is a pullback, you're not pulling money out of your investments while they're taking a hit. You're you're putting more of a, a, a dent into it because you're pulling income off of it. So maybe you have a plan, maybe you have a plan for that. But usually that first five to 10 years out of retirement, it's kind of those go-go years. People are wanting to travel, they're still healthy and they still want to go and go and go. So a lot of people's incomes really don't drastically go down. I know some people say, oh, we need 60% or 70%. That's not what I've seen. Hmm. Uh, I've seen more or less it's it's almost what they had before because you don't just drastically change your life. You want to do more things and you have more time. So when you do more things, that means you spend more money. So yeah, financial red zone, five or 10 years before, five or 10 years after. Uh, very, very crucial. Yeah, I'm glad we, we defined that because I, I think a lot of people might just think... Um, you know, it's that lead in to retirement, but it's just as important as you point out those years into retirement uh, when you first begin that that are just as important as that lead up. So I'm glad we laid that out first. All right. So with this financial red zone, with it being so crucial as we're talking about, why why exactly is that? Why is this so important for people to make sure they get right? Yeah, because I mean, there's so many layers layers to this, and I'll, I'll keep it um, conceptual, but. There's also a, a mental part of it because when we're younger, there's things we want to do. There's things we want to buy. There's houses and cars and we have kids and there's, it seems to be, there's always something else, something else, something else. Oh, I'll save next year. I want to make it a new year's resolution since we're at the beginning of the year to save more money. Um, but people need to pay attention to this because it gets harder and harder as you get older. And that's not, <laughs> that's not earth shattering information. We all know that, but when we're younger, and this is a behavior finance thing, and I mentioned on the show before, the, the part of our brain that fires or triggers when we talk about ourselves in retirement, it fires in a part of our brain. And I'm not like a medical doctor, so I couldn't even tell you what area of the brain that it, it, it fires in. But it it's in that part of the brain that sees you as somebody else. So your brain doesn't conceptualize that, hey, this is saving for me. Even though we know it's yourself, 
you, it's still another person. And so it's hard to save money for another person sometimes. Now, some people are wired a little different. So saving is just automatic and it's an easy thing to do. But most people see it as someone or their brain sees it as someone completely different. So getting over that hurdle is huge. And that's where, that's where obviously this is a biased opinion, but that's where an advisor a lot of times comes into play. It's a behavior coach than it is a, you know, a technician of the stock market and all that. It's, it's a behavior coach forcing people to save. And that's what we sit down with a lot of people is, look, I just need the discipline. I just need this built in because I won't do it myself. And that, yep. Okay. That's exactly one of the big reasons why you should hire an advisor is to help you, help you stay focused and stay the course and to actually get the account set up, get the link set up to your checking account where those automatic drafts, I tell clients that's 90% of the work is getting this stuff set up. After that, it's just not completely set it and forget it, but it's, it's pretty darn close. And then once it's out of mind, out of sight, they get used to it and then their budget just works differently. But some people doing it on their own, they need that extra push uh, to do that. So paying attention to it, um, especially five to 10 years before, again, like I mentioned in the, in the uh, intro of the financial red zone, people have more capacity to save. Usually your highest earning years are in your 50s. And that's kind of when life is transitioning. Usually kids are starting to come off the payroll. If you do have kids or they're out of college and they need to go somewhere else and not live at home and be independent and on their own. And it's extremely important because you're getting close to the finish line as far as retirement goes. You have the capacity to to do so, but your your high income earning years are coming to an end. Um, I know they say, you know, age discrimination is not a real thing, but it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people that are uh, older and they're making huge amounts of money, and from a bottom line standpoint, they can be cut and and hire a younger person at a fraction of the cost. So that is a it's a real thing and it's hard to prove uh, when it comes to that. So there's a lot of a lot of life happening to where it all of a sudden says, okay, wait, this is me that is going to retire. So it becomes a lot easier as you get closer to the finish line. But the problem is it may be too late by then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully you, you, know, you have an advisor that you're working with right now and you're starting to kind of go through some of these things. But the problem is not everybody does, right? And so there are a lot of people that are fumbling their retirement when they get to this red zone. Let's talk about those mistakes, though. What are you seeing? What are people typically doing here in the red zone that they're getting wrong? Yeah. And probably the biggest thing, especially now, oh my gosh, more than ever, because say, quote unquote, safe money, you, you know, your, your savings accounts, your money markets, your CDs, your treasury bonds, fixed income, those are not yielding hardly anything. And, and so it's one of the most common topics of discussion that I have because they're not yielding anything. So they're not giving any rate of return whatsoever. And the Fed just came out and said, we had 7% inflation last year. Well, you're earning 0.6 and inflation mm. seven. Mm. Well, you're losing money. It, it's that that's basically a stock market correction, if you will. And some people don't see it as that. And, and inflation is the silent killer of a person's portfolio. So there's the quandary: is okay, I can't get any kind of yield in this safe money, so I'll invest it. I'll put it in the stock market. Well, there's another problem that can lie in the weeds. There is you taking on too much risk. So it, it's great. People want to hop on the gravy train when the market's doing really, really well, but then they get in too late and then maybe there's a correction and they don't experience that entire market. Obviously, we saw that almost two years ago uh, when COVID first hit. People kind of got off the 
the market bandwagon and and parked their money in safe money and then the market did the did what it did the rest of the year and they were late to get back on it so sometimes taking too much risk so it's it's a quandary it, it's difficult and a lot of times navigating those waters on your own are difficult because there's a lot of emotion involved and people uh, sometimes make um, rash decisions. People make decisions on emotion, not logic. That is proven. <laughs> we know there's logic there, but it's it's all based on uh, emotion. So having too much risk, just not having a plan, uh, just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, if you will. Oh, yeah, I'll just keep working until you know I don't want to work anymore. Okay, well maybe that will work. Maybe it won't. Uh, do you do you love your job? Do you hate your job? There's so many things that go into it, and not having a plan, not knowing. Okay, if you do have a pension option, maybe they give you a lump sum. Okay, well, what does that lump sum look like? How can you create an income off of that? Um, tax inefficiencies. We talk about taxes on this show a lot from a high-level perspective, and there, there's tax inefficiencies in people's portfolio. We, we harp on this all the time that most people's nest egg is parked in pre-tax accounts. Well, there you have you have no leverage whatsoever. So whatever the tax code is, it is. It is. You, you have no wiggle room. If you don't have investments in different types of accounts, whether it's a non-qualified account like an investment account or Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, you just have less wiggle room because all that stuff, all those accounts and those taxations filter into Social Security. They filter into Medicare. So it's like a bucket that kind of keeps pouring over. It's not just, oh, okay, I got a million dollars in my traditional IRA. Okay, well, how does that affect everything else? And it does. It, it's a part of a big pie. And if you don't know that, um, you can be very tax inefficient. So too much risk, um, you know, trying to chase returns is what a lot of people are doing to keep up with inflation. I mean, the mar- the stock market is the best inflation hedge. Um, getting a 7% rate of return, the best way to do it right now is through the market. But that may not be fitting for your risk tolerance. You may not want to ride that roller coaster. So a lot of things that go in, but I'm kind of nerding out on us on, on everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's where having a plan and putting all those pieces of the puzzle together um, make it more cohesive. Well, let's look at the other side of that then. The people that have taken the time to um, begin planning early on and working with an advisor and getting everything in order. Those that have been paying attention and being proactive, which is always great when it comes to your, your finances. Why is it a little bit easier for those people once they get to the red zone? I mean, it's like anything with with just having a plan. You, you have things laid out, and when because there's going to be even we construct uh, financial plans for people. Yeah, we bake in uh, years where there's going to be negative rates of return, and but it, it's hard to know exactly uh, what those negative rates of return are going to be when they're going to occur. But we want to account for that because the market's not linear. Yes, we can average seven, eight, ten, twelve percent per year, but that's an average. That doesn't mean it's going to happen like that every year. So. Just having that uh, plan in mind, and when there is a correction, okay, then let's let's change that or alter that. So maybe we built in a correction, you know, starting in year three of retirement. Well, maybe it happens in year two. Okay, that that changes things. It, it changes. It moves the needle way down the road. So let's keep that updated. But if you have that in mind, if you already have that known, if you know what your Social Security benefit is going to be, you know the hundreds of different strategies of claiming Social Security when you're, if you're married, uh, you have so many little nuances there. So being able to ask, because the Social Security Administration is not going to volunteer information. They'll tell you, okay, here's your benefit here, here, and here. They're not going to go, well, think about this. You know, if you did this and you know, went on spousal benefit and delayed yours until 70, then it'll cross over. They're not going to do that. But you need, if you ask questions, 
they can give you that information. But if you don't know what questions to ask, they are not going to volunteer that information. What do pensions look like? What uh, stock options that you may have? What does that look like? The, the vesting schedules on those, how they're taxed. I mean, there's so many nuances that most people don't know if they don't take the time. They just know they have them or they have a, a pension down the road. But what does that look like? What options do you have? Is it joint and survivor? Is it single life only? So little things like that. If you already have a plan for it, it's not a surprise. It doesn't hit you like a ton of bricks when that does when that does happen. So when market corrections happen, you have a plan for it. Again, you have cash sitting on the sidelines. You're not liquidating certain investments that may be doing really bad. That's why you diversify. Uh, there's certain funds that may be doing better than others. Okay, well, with if some are getting hurt really bad, that's where you need to sell some of those ones that are doing pretty good. That's where the income comes from and let those funds who are getting drilled or corrected in the market, let those heal and kind of sit back on the sidelines. So just having a clear picture of what you're doing, it's with anything in life and the people who take the time to do this sort of thing, it just, it makes retirement a whole lot easier. And that's, that's literally what we try to provide is just to allow people to do other things. So they're not staring at this stuff and worrying about this stuff. Uh, all day long. I want them doing whatever it is that makes them happy in retirement, whether it's travel, family, whatever. Um, you don't need to be worried about stuff like this. Well, hopefully you understand why it's important and uh, why it's crucial to make sure you uh, are getting ahead of this, being proactive, but also really paying attention if you are approaching that red zone or in the red zone right now, the financial red zone that you are uh, taking the steps to get these things in order and then into retirement. Again, it's not just once you get to retirement, it's those five, 10 years are very crucial once you begin retirement. So again, if you want to go ahead and schedule a Retirement Coach 360 session with Ryan and Black Oak Asset Management, you can do so. Just visit blackoakam.com or you can call the office as well. 470-508-0508 is the number, but hopefully you understand the red zone and why it's important a little bit more after this conversation. It's time to open up the mailbag. All right, time for the mailbag. Got a couple of questions today we want to answer before we get out of here. First one comes from Rebecca. She says, every six months or so, I tell myself that I need to start saving more for retirement. And I pretend like I'm about to get serious and actually do it, but then I can't ever stay motivated to actually increase my savings. I'm putting a decent amount in my 401k and I have a nice balance in there, but it seems like I should be doing more. How do I get myself motivated? This is oh perfect. You're a coach, Ryan. This is perfect. <laughs> I was like teed up. Um, thanks, Rebecca, because this is just what we talked about <laughs> a few minutes ago uh, in the financial red zone. So Rebecca, I mean... Yeah, the accountability, whether that is working with an advisor or I know 401k plans, if you log into your portal, you can set it up to where it does those automatic increases every single year. Uh, so just kind of set that where just each year, each each year it ticks up one percentage point and, and you will never miss that money. Uh, you, you will never know it's not there because I've, I've said it before on here, a client of mine did that. He's like, oh, I'm putting in 6% and we logged into his account and he's putting in 11 um, like you didn't even know you were putting in 11% <laughs> because he had that automatic increase every year. Well, nice. at least do that, Rebecca. Um, you may be maxed out, uh, depending on what your age is, Rebecca. Um, it's 20,500 is, is the maximum, uh, you can do, uh, for those of you who are under the age of 50 and an extra 6,500 for those of you that are over the age of 50 and what they call a catch up contribution. Um, obviously it sounds like you're taking advantage if, if there's any match on, on the 401k, but 
Yeah, above and beyond that, that's where you start looking at Roth IRAs, uh, brokerage accounts. There's other investment vehicles that you can do to, to put money away. But build in that discipline of just logging in and say, yep, January 1 of every single year or every six months, it goes up a percentage point every single year and you won't miss it. Great question. And uh, that's a great advice as well. I, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of that, but that can be an easy way to increase your savings without even really realizing it. All right. Uh, one more we got from Laura. She says, I'm 56 and I've been working at the same company for 32 years. I'm so tired of being here and I just want to retire, but I'm still a few years away from being able to take money out of my retirement accounts. Am I just stuck for a while? Great question, Laura. And this, again, some things were mentioned uh, earlier on the show, very similar to this. So you're 56 and been at the same company for 32 years. Wow, you're not many people do that anymore. <laughs> it's uh, very rare that people stay that long and so tired of being here. So it sounds like you're just you're you're mentally you're mentally done. So maybe that means you go do something else, or if you do completely retire inside of 401k accounts, if you're 55, you can access that money inside of a 401k and not pay your 10% penalty, Laura. So I would advise if you did leave that company, you could take money out of the 401k and not pay 10% penalty. If you have other accounts like a brokerage account or an investment account, you can take money out of that. If you have a Roth IRA, you can take the principal amount out. You, you don't want to take any gains out till after 59 and a half, but that's another account you could potentially access if you need to uh, create some sort of a income. But I would maybe look at the 401k because if you've been there 32 years, Laura probably got a decent amount in there. So that may be the best place because you're, you're way too early for uh, social security. You need to make a plan for health insurance. Um, I don't know if your company, sometimes companies provided in retirement until you get to Medicare age of age 65. So there are some ways. So I do not want you to think you are stuck. Uh, that's the worst because just your job performance gets even worse every single day. I've seen it. I've talked to people in this office and when they feel stuck, when you have some other avenues you could potentially explore, then uh, work maybe doesn't come as, as bad knowing, you know what? I can leave tomorrow. If I really reach a breaking point, I can be I can be done. But I definitely don't want you to be uh, feel stuck. So you do have some options there, uh, Laura. Again, contact us. Contact somebody. They can kind of walk you through some of those steps. Very good. Thank you for that question, uh, Rebecca and Laura, today. If you have one for the show, you can send it in to us via the website, blackoakam.com. But if you want to actually go for a little bit further, you can go ahead and uh, schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online now with Ryan. But if you want to call, you can do that as well. It's 470-508-0508. All right, let's get out of here, Ryan. Uh, Financial Red Zone, that is such a great conversation and, and perfect now with the timing of everything going on for you and your fellow Bulldogs. Congratulations once again. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, man. And I do know one thing for certain is the Falcons will not be in the Super Bowl this year. Okay, <laughs> so you can't I, have the trifecta this year, right? Cannot have the trifecta. But if you ask my son, last thing, he won his county championship. And he said that. He goes, Dad, it's like the perfect year. The Braves won. I won my county championship. And the and the Bulldogs won. I'm like, you know what? In his world, that was the pinnacle of his year. So I guess in our family, we did have the trifecta, but it, it won't happen with the Falcons, that's for sure. There it is. Well, congratulations to him. That's awesome. Love to hear it. All right, we'll get out of here. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. You'll find us on every uh, major podcasting platform. For Ryan Led and I am Ben George. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.
The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Black Oak Asset Management, and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.